Joseph, please you can have your seat. I wonder how they should be introducing me here in my father's house. I think uh, unless if you are a, a, a visitor that you say you don't know me. So I am a member of this church. So sorry, I'm not a backslider. If you don't see me, I am, <laughs> I am doing my father's business. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hello. God bless you. We thank God so much again for another privilege to be together and to share the word of life. Actually, it is a privilege whenever I see myself standing before the people of God. Some of you who are hearing me, you at least you know a little bit about my uh, 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 story. And I don't need to go into that. If you know where I am coming from, you will agree with me that it is a privilege for a man like me to stand before people. I don't take that for granted at all. And with all humility of art, I am standing here. I am begging God that if there is anything that will not allow you to be blessed, let God send that in a way in the name of Jesus. I beg God that the blessing of the Lord will, will pursue us during this meeting. Because the one thing is that today and tomorrow, we just want to learn more of our master Jesus because that is my pursuit that is my goal when I'm when I was step out from the Islamic family as a you know and they say I'm not going again with Anobi Muhammad I want to follow Jesus and then I remember the way I was being tortured as a very small boy to torture me so that I can study about Anobi Muhammad sent me to the Arabic school but as God delivered me in 1972 from that bondage, then I say I will pursue this matter with all my life, to know Jesus, to know more of him. Friend, I beg you, there is nothing a man can live for, nothing than for you to know him. Can we bow your head and let us pray? And say, Father, I want to know you more. Reveal yourself to me. I want to be like you. I want, to, I want to be like you. I just want to know you. That's your simple prayer. Can you just talk to God? Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart. Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart. Oh, yes. In my This is our cry. This is our desire. We want to be like you. Please, Lord, grant us our request tonight. Let something eternal happen to our spirit. Deliver us, Lord, from the rottenness around us. Holy Spirit, come and take absolute control of this moment. We dedicate this time unto you, Lord. Have your way. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. The people of God say, Amen. Good, good, good. Yes, I believe strongly that um, the Lord is with us here tonight. We want to look at uh, a, a topic, living for order to be saved. Living for order to be saved. And um, we have a limited time, so if the Lord will help us to spend like 45 minutes or roughly one hour to look at this, then we'll leave the rest tomorrow. Living for order to be saved. We are going to take a sample from our Lord and our Master Jesus, because that is the only um, the, I don't think I shared the Bible actually I see that is the best one we can pick if we are going to be 
picking other people like maybe apostle or the people in the Old Testament. But let's start with our master uh, tonight and see how the Lord will help us. Now, uh, I would like us to open our Bible. If you have one with you, uh, I just love us. I want us to read a scripture from John, the Gospel of St. John, the Gospel of St. John, chapter 10. We will read it from verse 11 and we stop at verse 21. John chapter 10, 11 through 21. Are we all there? It's okay. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an iron and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, says the wolf coming and lifted the sheep and fled. And the wolf catched them and scattered the sheep. The iron fled because he is an iron and caring not for the sheep. Eleven, I mean fourteen now. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and am know of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Others and other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one sheep. 17. Therefore does my father love me. Take note of this, please. Therefore does my father love me, because I lay down my life that I may take it again. <clears throat> no man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Now, I want you to listen to verse 19, and 20 and 21. Very, very important. There was a division, therefore, again among the Jews, for this saying. For this saying. It's a division among them when they hear this saying. And look at the response of the people in verse 20. And many of them said, He had a devil and is mad. Why heareth ye him? Verse 21. Others said, <laughs> These are not the words of him that has a devil. Can devil open the eyes of the blind? May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Brethren, I want you to be praying, even as you are listening. That God will reveal something to your, to your heart, heart. Now, can I first of all table this before all of us? Because we are all children of God. From verse 11 that we started reading, down to verse 18. Can you check that scripture? Check it well. Is those statements... Are they a statement of somebody who have devil? Look at it very well. Is it a statement of person who is a lunatic? Because I was checking everything that he said from verse 11 down to this point, and that they respond, they respond, they give. Please hear me. To them, he take a man that have demon. To lay down his life. He takes a man that is mad to be talking like this. The degree of self-centeredness that is governing the whole world. The kind of the life that people are living. 
a possessive life. A life that is only my own, my own, my own, my own, my own. So when Jesus comes from this angle, that I have come to lay down my life, hear me friend, please hear me very well. I have come just to lay down my life. I have the power to lay it down. And I have the power to do what? To do what? To take it again. And simply because of that, my father did what? Love me. I don't know how the Holy Spirit will present the matter to your heart. To become the, the beloved of God. <laughs> to become one that God will honor. To become someone that God can never do without. God would like us to look at Jesus. He said, I am a good shepherd. And the, response, the, rest, the, the, the responsibility of a good shepherd is what? He is to lay down his life for who? For the sheep. You may say, Prophet, which angle are you going? The Holy Spirit will help us. He said, the ironing, when they come, when they see the wolf that is coming to catch the sheep, what are they going to do, sir? They run away. Why? Because they are an ironing. They are not the shepherd. Every one of us seated and under my voice, you are hearing me wherever you are. God is not looking for ironing in his house. God is looking for men and women that have a shepherd heart. And when I'm talking about being having a shepherd heart, I am not necessarily talking about you carrying and come and stand here as a pastor. Everyone that has been saved by mercy and by grace, we are all shepherds. And that's one of the things you need to pray for. That God, in His mercy, will give you a shepherding heart. What made the church of Jesus Christ to be going down the way in our generation and things are falling apart? It is because all the people that came to the church, they don't have a shepherding heart. And if the Lord will help us to know that having a shepherding heart to cultivate that heart of a shepherd is the key to church growth. Is the key to multiplication. Until when you and I get this understanding that the reason why God has brought us closer to himself is that in being the sheep shepherd, you will be also what? A shepherd. Oh my God. Holy Spirit. I want you to know when Jesus is coming from this angle that when you see anyone who is not caring for the sheep, is not caring for his brother or for his sister. Listen to me now. Let me break it in such a way you can understand. That your own is that you know you have come to church. That's it. Anyone by your right? <laughs> by your left? In your front? At your back? It's not what? It's not your business. We only come and meet here. You are an ayani. Anyone, listen to me, sir. Listen to me, sister. Anyone, no matter the kind of the Holy Ghost you feel that you have received, and that Holy Spirit have never taught you that the, the wisdom of God in giving you the Holy Spirit is to shepherd. If God can help us in this meeting, as we are going to pray, 
that God should just do something suddenly that will make us to see this. Jesus said, I am a good shepherd. You see, the way Jesus was putting it, do you know when you are reading, when we are reading it, he said something, maybe you did not listen to him. He said there are other sheep that are not in this food. Are you understanding me? Oh, you, you, you are not getting it. He said there are other sheep. How did Jesus cry? That means that even before you are born, before I was born, Jesus has already seen us. He has the vision, even for those who have not come to the church. He has the body. He said, they are not now here, but he said, my father will do what? We bring them. Living for order to be saved. That's what we are talking about. And when Jesus was explaining this, I was expecting the people to say, thank God for this man. But what do they say? They say, you have what? You have a devil. And what does that mean? It simply means that when you see any brother or sister in the church, listen to me, who is so eager to do the work of God, <laughs> to pursue souls, <laughs> to make sure that things are going well, to make sure that nobody backslided, is visiting people, is going here, is looking what is happening here. He wants to make sure that everybody is okay, is out for God. Who is that brother? He has what? Tell me what did he have? He has a devil. <laughs> he has a devil. Is he the only one in the church? What is, he trying, what, what is he trying to what is he trying to prove to us now? Is he trying to prove that he knows God more than us? So when they respond to him, say this kind of statement, I come to lay down my life sheep. I lay it down and the sheep they say, This man, you have word, you have a devil. What God has called each and every one of us to do is that we should live our life in such a way that we will not be a stumbling block for the salvation of any person. Hmm. If God will open your eyes to see the people that have left the faith, listen to me, they have departed from the faith. And when they trace the reason of their going away from the faith, they trace it to you. But you may not know. You may not know that you have already put stumbling block on the way of a brother or a sister sometime, somehow, unconsciously. And that person is gone. <laughs> you may not know, but it is recorded against you. Jesus says it's been better for you not to be born than for you to make any of these my children to miss it. It's been better that they should tie the, 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 the stone on your neck and throw you into the sea that nobody will attend your funeral. The way Jesus is so concerned about caring for people. Do you know one thing? Anytime you see a sinner going about those who are misbehaving on the street and they are, you know, just, what do we call them? We say they are sinners. Look at this sinner. But I have studied my Bible. Jesus has never opened his mouth and called any person on the street a sinner. He called them a sheep that have no word. Shepherd. Mm. Even the way Father Abraham addressed the rich man, if you read your Bible in the book of Luke, do you remember Abraham addressed that man with all the reckless life he lived? He still addressed, he says, son, son, remember your life. I wonder why Abraham is calling that man son. The scripture is pointing to us that the reason why God has shown us mercy is that we also should show mercy unto people. 
God want each and every, unless you are not a child of God. Let me put it. If you are a child of God, born again. Listen to me tonight. Listen. It's, it is mandatory for you eh, to be merciful. To make sure that by your living, by your own life, other people are what? Are safe. If I ask a question tonight, I don't know whether you will, you will like it. If you want to be very, very practical, let's just be very practical. Some of us who have been in the Lord not less than 8 to 10 years, we are seated here, even more than that. What profit? Come on, what profit have you brought? And Jesus said, he that is not gathering, what is he doing, sir? He's gathering. I pray that the Holy Spirit will provoke you. This is not the words of a man that have demon. Other people say, ah, ah, why are you people talking like this? What this man just said now, is there any sign that this have demon? And there's a confusion. We are going to begin to discuss in what way can one lay down his life for other to be saved? The way Jesus did it, um, I don't think, I don't know, I don't know whether we can do it, but let's see if we can pray. God will help us. Now, I want you to look at, we are going to take it in this way, living for other to be saved. And we are also going to look at the other side, maybe tomorrow, dying eh, for order to be what? To be safe. You can live for order to be safe. Eh? And when you live and live and live and live and live for order to be safe, and it seems that there is no solution, you can do what again? You are not talking. You are not talking. You can do what? You can die. <laughs> For somebody to be saved. Hmm. But let's look at the living first. But we want to, we want to see the two, uh, 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 the two uh, experience, how Jesus Christ worked it out. He lived for others to be saved. He also died for people to be saved. He know that that is that 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 was his mission when he was coming to the world. So let's take our case study. I believe the Lord will help us. We have some time on. Can you now go to Romans chapter fourteen? Open to Romans chapter fourteen. If you are there. Um, In Romans chapter 14, I want us to look at it from verse 1, Romans 14, 1. And when, let's go down. Holy Spirit. Are you there, Ma? Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputation. For one believer that he may eat all Things. Another who is weak, eateth herbs. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. <laughs> and let not him which eateth not judge him that, that what? That eateth. For God have received him. Who art thou that judge another man's servant? To his own master is standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holding up. For God is able to make him stand. One man esteem one day above another, another esteem every day alike. Let every man be, be, be fully persuaded in his own mind. Since he that regarded the day regarded it unto the Lord, and he that regarded not the day to the Lord, he does not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks, and he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not, and he giveth God thanks. 
said it. For none of us liveth for himself. And no man died for himself. I want to stop there, if the Lord will help me. Look at that verse 7. I wish we have different versions to read verse 7. This is my King James. Oh, please, my engineer. If you can give me easy to read or good news, maybe one of them, or living Bible, let's, let's, let's see how it will render it. For none of us liveth for himself. We do not live for ourselves only. Eh? And we do not die for ourselves only. Do you understand that at all? You, you have not got it. <laughs> we do not live for ourselves only. Neither do we die for ourselves only. If God shakes the record of your living and God discover that you just live for yourself and don't be surprised to hear this sir. people are living for themselves eh, only. We do not live for ourselves only neither do we die for ourselves only. That is good news translation. Understanding of this will help you to pursue eternity with all your heart. It will help you labor tirelessly for others to do what? To be benefit from your living. And even after your death, people are seeing people. Oh my God. They are seeing You see, I don't understand when, when, I don't know the way I'm going to put it, that you are alive. People are not benefit for you that you are living. And you are dead. Nothing happened about it again. That's the end. It shouldn't be so. And it will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. We don't live for ourselves alone. Neither do we die for ourselves alone. And we saw Master Jesus. When he came into this world. The way he demonstrated. One of the things I want you to mark as we are going on in this discussion is that don't ever mind. People will say you are mad. If you are going to be putting what we are going to discuss today and tomorrow into practice, people will say you are a lunatic. You are going off head. We have been receiving that from people. Are you not mad? Fire is burning here. Every fire. Fire, 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 fire. And they say, hey, look at that baby. Look at that baby. And then you just rush. <sighs> and you go inside the fire. Hey, this my is I want to bring the baby out. There's going to be division. Some will say he's a good man. Am I correct? The other will say what? Eh? No, you are not talking. He's a madman. <laughs> you enter inside fire because... The scripture we are reading, I want to illustrate it so that we can get it. Some of you that are seated here, listen to me. I want you to begin to shake prayerfully, do it prayerfully, and begin to ask God, is there any attitude or the character traits in me that people have seen and because they have seen it, quietly, they are withdrawn from God. And I did not know. If you pray that prayer with all your heart, God will reveal it to you. Hey! Lord, is there anything that the backsliding of somebody, or even some of our members that have been coming here, and today we don't see them again, and it is recorded eh, on my own, accord that I am the cause. Father, can you reveal it to me? God will reveal it to you. It's a prayer that I've prayed before. I offend people and I did not know that I've offended them. And they're on their way to hell. 
And when God revealed to me, if you see the way I was crying, <laughs> and I pursue it, I look for them, thank God they have been restored back. If anyone go to hell and it's on your own account, if you can beg God, say, Lord, consciously or unconsciously, I might have made some, you know, you know, some people fall away, but I don't know. God will reveal to you. And so the Bible now begins to say, we live not for ourselves, neither do we die for ourselves. Now, look at verse 17. Can you look at verse, excuse me, can you look at verse, let's look at verse 8, 9, and 10 of Romans 14. 8, 9, and 10. Are we there? For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. I will, I will, I will beg God that all this will give you the understanding of that. For to this end, take note of verse 9, for to this end Christ both died and rose and revived that he might be Lord, both of the dead and living. Verse 9. Can you tell me why what Christ did in verse 9? All of you look at your scripture now, because if you are looking at it, look at it well. Look at all of you look at it in verse 9. For this end, for what end? According to what we have read before. Yes, you know, I mean, I do some teaching in the Bible of the Word of God, so just bear with me. For to this end, Christ died and arose. When the Bible says, for to this end, what does that mean? Please, we are, we are talking, I'm making this a preaching and also a study. If you look at first. 7, verse 8, then I want you to check it and understand what verse 9 is talking. Oh my God. You just want me to be preaching and preaching and preaching. No. Who can contribute something here now? Say, for to this end, for to what end? If you look at verse 7 and 8. Yes, sir. God bless you, sir. Good. Now, for this very reason, for what reason? Because if you don't know, yes, ma'am. Hello? Oh, my God. Can somebody can interpret? Can you tell me what she's saying? Because... Can you come for the mic for him? Brother, please help me. Help me. Help me. God bless you. I want us to greet Verse 7 and verse 8. When you look at it, and you now look at verse 9. Okay. So basically, since we do not live for ourselves, since the There's life... no coronavirus here in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Remove that thing so that I can hear you. Um, since we do not live for ourselves, so whether we live or die, we do not live or die for ourselves, for that end, so for, to this end, um, Christ both died and also rose, for, not for himself, but for us and everyone else. God bless you. Anybody want to, please, please, you see, because if we don't get this area well, even as we are going to come back tomorrow, we may, we may be struggling. Yes, somebody again. We live not for ourselves. And we die not for ourselves. Am I correct? And for this reason, Christ do what? He died and rose again. Yes? It's okay. Let me not bother you too much. (laughs) 
Now listen. For to this end, verse 9, Christ both died and rose and revived that he might be Lord, both of the dead and living. Both of the dead and living. The reason why you must live for order to be saved. The reason why you must live for order to be saved, number one, is that Dead is not the end of our journey. The reason why you have to live for order to be saved, even if it's going to cost your physical life to go, is because dead is not the end of our journey. Do you believe that at all? Ah, you should believe as a child of God. Remember he said where we first read in John that nobody take away my life from me. I did what? I lay it down. I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to do what? To take it again. Why did he lay it down? He lay it down because that is the only the means in which you and I can be what? Can be safe. So there is no way, listen to no way People can be delivered and be saved through your life or through your hand, except you come to this understanding. <laughs> except you come to this understanding that it is the life that begat life. That before people can be saved and can be transformed, you will deliberately make up your mind and say, Father, if it is going to take my physical death, I am ready. And God will preserve you, you will not even die physically. And you will achieve your vision. Oh my God. You will, uh, you will accomplish that vision and you will still live. <laughs> Death is not the end, friend. Christ, in order for him to be the judge of both the dead and the living, What did he do? What did he do? Now, when the Bible says, for him to become, to be the judge of both the dead and the living, in simple terms, it simply means that he is going to judge all those who are living and is going to judge which people again? Those who are dying. Now, the question now is that Jesus Christ came into this planet earth physically now over 2,000 years. Am I correct? Yes, okay. But remember that people have been in the world, living in this world before Jesus came physically to the planet Earth. And it has been written that anyone that has never known Christ as Lord and Savior is a candidate for hellfire. Are you, are you following me, Smosmo? Then, if that is true, which I believe it is true, that it is only Christ that through him we can enter heaven. He demonstrated in the same, in the same uh, John when he said, I am the door. If anyone enter by me, he shall be saved. Can I tell you? When Jesus said that, Noah did not know that anyone is going to be born called Jesus. He did not know. God only told Noah, prepare an ark that will be a kind of a, you know, a, 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 a salvation ark that people will call him because there's going to be a flood, flooded the whole planet earth. And God gave Noah the, 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 the dimension, the length, the breadth, and all what he's going to do. Say, put one window up and one door. Am I correct, sir? Put one door by the side. Noah, and I know it was not Noah single-handedly that built that ark. Probably might have called some architect and some carpenter and they reasoned together. And I know that Noah might have faced a lot of challenge. Sir, did you mean that this ark that God said you should build, do you, do you hear where? 
There is only one door you should put. No, I say, I heard God telling me there's one door. And I perceived they might have suggested to him that no, that is not reasonable. You say, people will come from everywhere to enter. Can't we put one door, another one, at least two? So that if the crowd is coming, they will not shock themselves. Is that not a reasonable suggestion? Very, very reasonable. <laughs> and every architect will believe that that is what it's supposed to be. But if anyone wants to walk with God, you must not, you must understand that the master, the master builder is God himself, who knows everything, he knows from the beginning to the end. No, I say, please, do exactly what God says I should do. Put one door there. Then we now saw Jesus in John chapter 10. He said, I am the door. What does that mean? If you have made mistake by putting second door, today, our friend there, Islam, we say, Muhammad is the second door. But God made this man of God to believe that if God said we should put one door, then it should be one door. They say, is it reasonable? You say rain is going to fall and you put window up. No, I say, I don't know why God said we should put it, but put it there. When you study your Bible, please, the dove that Noah was sending out, where did they pass? Huh? Is it through the door? The window. So the master plan, Jesus himself, he said, for this cause, I have come to die and I have come also to resurrect it. I do that. I deliberately lay down my life for order to be saved. Now, look at what happened here. I want you to quickly go with me. If we can just draw some understanding from... Can somebody open First Peter chapter 4? First Peter chapter 4. First Peter chapter 4. First Peter chapter 4. I want us to read from... I think we should read from verse 1 to 6 quickly. First Peter 4, 1 to 6. Because of our time. Because of our time. Read 5 and 6. Verse 5 and verse 6. If you are there. First Peter 4, verses 5 and verses 6. What did he say? They will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. Hmm? For this reason, the gospel was preached also to those who are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. Now, the question we need to ask ourselves is this, simple. Jesus came into this world through the Virgin Mary. It's not a new story. All of us know it. He was born in the manger. When he was coming, he's coming with a fission. He's coming with a fission of those who are living alive. And he's also coming with a fission of those who have died before he was born. Going to the cross is in the master plan. When he say. It is finished at the Calvary. That statement, he did not say, I am finished. Have you read it here? He said, it is finished. What finish? The plan for the salvation of mankind on the planet Earth has finished. But it remained the second assignment. That all the people that have come into the world before he was born, they also must hear the gospel. The Bible says, so that nobody, <laughs> nobody will have what? Excuse. Lay down your life, listen to me, for order to be saved. As God will begin to help us to know that he take a dead man, a man or a woman that is ready to die. 
and I believe by the grace of God something will happen to you. That dead that you are afraid, you will die it. Uh-huh. You will die. Because if it did not happen, you will remain alone forever. Am I correct? You see, except the cons of wood fell down and died. What happened? It will remain alone. But when it died, what is going to happen? You bring God food. You can't say you are a member of the family of Jesus Christ and you are running away from death. You are running away from death. He said he will love his life. What, will, what, what is going to happen? He will lose it. <laughs> you will still lose it. Thank God for Ghana. Thank God for this country. Thank God we have not faced terrible persecution. If you see the way I am praying this day, you will not like me. Because I started praying that there should be persecution. So that we can know those who want to go to this heaven. This thing is too cold for me. This Christianity is too cold. You see? Hey, she too, don't pray that kind of prayer. He will answer, God will answer me. He will just cut out like that. Look, there's no, he said there's going to be shaking. And those things that cannot shake, they're the one who's going to stand. The Bible said, in Pharisees, for, for this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they, are, that they may be judged according to them, to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. Now, when Jesus Christ was commissioning his disciples, all of you listen to me. Do you remember he sent them to go and preach? And they went. They went two by two. Do you know that Jesus knew that Peter, with all his boldness, he cannot enter into this second realm of the, of the mission. Mission to those who are die. He did not send Peter to go and preach to them. He did not send James and John to go and do it. Neither did he tell them that he's going to do it. But he knows that it's part of his assignment and it's part of his vision. I want to speak to all of you seated here tonight. Listen to me. God is going to take you to a point that you will know that there is a ministry you need to fulfill for God and you can never fulfill it until when you are ready to, to die. But God, in his mercy, when you say, if I perish, I perish. Did Esther perish? He didn't. He didn't. When the Shedra, Meshach, and Abednego said, King, live long, but we cannot bow. We better burn than to bow. Do they burn? God is looking for such Christians this day. Then we can begin to see revival. Friend, we love our life too much. We love our comfort soon too much. We live for ourselves too much. The scripture we read, because I want you to understand that when we are reading the book of Romans chapter 14 from verse 1, there is some issue that God was raising. You will say, what is the meaning of uh, those who can eat, who have no faith to eat, let them eat. It's part of what we are talking about. It's part of it. Do you know, sir, that the food that you like, you enjoy, when you discover there's a child of God very close to you, and it's true, hmm, oh God, what is this? Ah, sir, what, 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 is, what are you eating? Do you know, if you understand God, and you understand Jesus, and you understand what God is saying tonight, simply because that child of God that wants to go to heaven, is seeing what you are eating, and is irritating him, it is enough for you to do what? Who can tell me? No matter how you like the food, you stop it. But many of us are not ready for that. I have changed, sir. I have repented, seriously. Before I came to Ghana, you know my story. I told you my story. I eat anything. There's nothing you put before me that I don't eat. I eat snake. I eat dog. 
I eat a monkey, this a monkey, I, anything, anything, just bring it. I just, I just condition my mind like that because once I go into all the war and preach, I don't know where I'm going to find myself. So anything you give me, I eat. The day I hit scorpion in the camp, Camp Goshen, and the people say, ah, sir, and I discovered that some of them, even till I'm still praying that God should bring them back. Could you believe that? I'm telling you the truth. This is what we are talking. This practical thing. See, that man who is eating scorpion, this is the ordinary man. But I'm an ordinary human being. I just know that scorpion is like a crab. Nothing, nothing, nothing. As you put in the fire, the way this, the aroma of crab, you know crab, normally crab, that's the same thing. And when I started shooting a cracker, some of my disciples started running away. So I now say, God, please, if this thing is going to make Ghana not to go to heaven, I leave it. So you, are not under, you are not understanding me. I eat cat. I eat anything. Just eat. And the husband say, sir, poison, poison. I say, me. I say, listen to me. Listen to me. When you have mentioned with poison, God has never given animal on the planet Earth to have the power to kill when they are alive, and they still have the power to kill when they die. Because everything inside them, both the person have died. That's my... Please, I didn't tell you go and eat scorpion. Let it be done unto you according to your faith. But she too, look at me here. I eat. And the more I eat all this, the more I'm getting stronger and getting younger every day. I celebrate my 70 February 2nd, this February. You that you are not eating everything. No problem. Hallelujah. That's okay. But when I discover that if my eating meat will make my brother to be stumble, what, what the Bible says I should do? Stop it. So I want to tell you, I'm no, I'm no more eating scorpion again. If I go to another country, because I was in Liberia, when I was eating all those in Liberia, Liberia people do not worry. They are, they are just... They just, the only disciple that followed me to use scorpion in the whole Ghana here is only one, that brother Simeon. He said, I should cut the leg for him to test it. So I eat. He's alive. I'm alive. Hallelujah. What are we saying? We are only saying that living for others to be saved. That if you know that what you are doing can make people to be stumbled, to, to begin to be feeling irritated and say, yeah, you better stop it. Not only in the area of food. Am I, am, I, am I communicating? In anything you are doing. When we say that a murderer, a murderer does not mean the only person that carries cutlass or gun. You can murder people through what you eat. They will be dying. And you, you don't know that you are killing people. You can kill people, murder people the way you dress. If you know that your dressing is going to kill somebody, stop dressing like that. Stop it. Some sisters are dying in the church. Some brothers are dying, but they are still alive physically, but they are dead spiritually. And you are the one that is killing them the way you are behaving. And that's why I feel we should bear God. Now, let's quickly do it because we need, we, need to, we need to begin to round up. I want you to look at what happened because we've read First uh, Peter chapter 4. Uh, we've read verse 5 and 6. Now, can we now look at the same First Peter chapter 3 now to see what exactly the, what Bible is saying there? First Peter chapter 3. Who wants to read verse 17 for me? 17 to 20. First Peter chapter 3. It's okay, it's there. Good, good. Now, look at this. For it is what? It's better. For the will of God to be so, that ye suffer for well doing, than for evil doing. Now read on. 18 said, For Christ also at one suffer for sins, the just for the unjust, that he may bring us to God, 
being put to death in the flesh, but quickly by the Spirit. 19. For which also he went and preached unto the Spirit in prison. He went to preach unto the Spirit. All of you look at the Spirits. <laughs> Praise the Lord. May the Holy Spirit open your eye to see this. He went to preach. He went to do what? To preach. You preach to people in the physical, face to face. But when you come to the point of those that have died, who have left this very tabernacle that you carry, I carry. So Jesus knew that for them to hear the gospel, listen to me, for them to hear the gospel, somebody must also be like them. Listen, I want you to get it. For these people to hear the gospel, they are no more living physically. That means that they can only hear the gospel eh, from somebody eh, who have died like them and also translate into the spirit to give them the gospel. Now, when you are talking of Jesus died on the third day he resurrected, the body you are seeing, the minute you say it is finished, you have already traveled. You have gone. You have started doing his work, evangelism. All our great, great, great grandfather, according to the scripture, look at it. Look at it. Look at first. Look at first 20 now. Look at first 20. Of first Peter, chapter 3. We sometimes were disobedient. When once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was preparing, where in few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. Why do they refer to the ark? Remember, I said that the door that God said they should put in that ark is a door in which, if anyone entered, they will be saved. Am I correct? That is where Noah passed. The, the children of Noah. The in-law, and that's eight of them, that's why they pass. But thousands of thousands of thousands of people, they couldn't enter. Are you, are you with me? Water flooded them away. Then, when Jesus now came, he still know that the people that enter into the ark, which there are only eight, there are thousands of thousands of people that they could not be saved. He gave them the second chance, the privilege to hear the gospel. Can I ask you a question tonight? That there are some people that because of one problem or the other, one difficulty or the other, they couldn't hear the gospel. Can you pay extra price? Because to me, this is, this is extra price. The Bible says, those that water are flooded away during the time of Noah, he went to preach to their spirit. Living for other to be saved and dying for other to also be saved. We are going to begin to discuss tomorrow how will this be possible with us? How can we how can we accomplish this kind of ministry? That you are alive, people are saved. And at the point of death, it's what Jesus practice. If you are reading your Bible the way I read it, he demonstrated, did he not demonstrate at the cross? Did he not? He demonstrated. At the dying hour, the blood was covered, blood of cover everywhere. The blood was rushing, they put a crown. And then somebody said, Remember me. Do you remember that thief? Did Jesus offer him salvation or not? Did he? Eh? He offered him salvation. That is what you are talking. 
that no matter the trial you are facing, no matter the difficulty, no matter the suffering, no matter the agony, no matter you are at the point of death, you must still know that my assignment is to be offering people salvation. Jesus said, today you shall be with me in paradise. And that is what gives the devil technical knockout. It's a game. It's a game I ran from the pit of hell. Those two teeth that you see right and left, it's a game. The devil used them to play game. Remember that the Bible says, the first one by the left is the one who says, if you are a son of God, why can't you just uh, save yourself and save us? And immediately that one says, then the same spirit come out from that one. Go and enter into the one by the right. You say, why are you talking like this? We are due for this punishment. But this man is an innocent person. And the devil stand afar to see what Jesus is going to do. If Jesus said, you don't, you don't know what I'm passing through. Satan should have celebrated that in the time of suffering, in the time of difficult, Jesus has lost his ministry. <laughs> Jesus also has failed mankind. May you not fail people in the name of Jesus. No matter the challenge you are facing, this is the anchor, this is what I want you to grab tonight. No matter the challenge you are, you are facing, pray for grace. Say, Lord, I need grace. I need grace. I need grace. The devil will deliberately arrange something for you, and he will also arrange somebody to come and meet you for salvation. Please be sensitive and know that this is a plan. Put your suffering aside and offer that person. Oh God, oh God. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. May we come to a point of a clear revelation that we live not for ourselves and we die not for ourselves. May we come to that understanding that for other people to be saved, then I have a price to pay. Before we pray tonight, I want you to think very deep. Is there anyone that you have put a stumbling block on his or her way? Say, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Your life or his life. Check yourself. I always discuss this with my wife. I say, Mommy, please, let's be doing what we call personal uh, assessment every time. Me and, mo- me and my wife normally do it. We sit down, we just shake and shake and share. Mommy will tell me a story, I will tell her story. Let's shake. Are we putting, are we doing something that's making some people be. Mommy, so sometimes you may not know whether we have offended people who started praying, begging God to tell us. And God is answering our prayer. God is answering our prayer. Somebody just come to me a few, I think last month, in the office, at Tessano. And the person has left the discipleship since, I think it's more than eight years now. He left to, I think 2012. The brother just left. And a very, very committed brother. He just come. I say, hey, brother, how are you? He says, I have come. I say, hey, sit down, sit down in his office. Do you know what he said? He said, Roshitu, I want to tell you something. I said, ah. I said, yeah. He said, since I left discipleship, it's like a fish coming out from the water and it's standing on the, on the, uh, dry, on the shore, dry ground. I said, what did you mean? He said, things have not been okay. I said, what happened? Why do you leave? And when he was telling me the story, he traced the story to me. He said, I'm the one that caused it. I said, hey. I said, what have I done? He said there was a day that I called him to go and handle a class. And he called me back that he doesn't have a, a transport money. Listen, look. He said he doesn't have transport. He said I, I now call him back that, that, that I am living by faith. That I myself, I did not collect money from people. I live by faith that he also should pray. 
that God who has been supplying to, for me should supply for him. That is my crime. Oh, you don't know anything. When people are ready to... <laughs> if you see the way I was begging this brother, because even when he tell the story, I couldn't remember. You better pray. Somebody is hooking you on your neck in heaven. Let's, 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 let's go to God. Bow your head. Let's pray. Lord, I don't know. I don't know the person who is going to stand on, on the way. Say, you are the one who caused me to go to hell. Your, 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 your misbehaviors is one that landed me in this place. If you always say it doesn't matter, everybody will give account of himself. You know, please, it's not correct. Jesus Christ said we die not for ourselves, neither do we live by ourselves. We must always live our life in order for the people to be saved. You must also dress in order for people to be safe, not to die, not to kill. Eat food in order that when you are eating, people will be safe when they see the way you are eating. Do, oh God, do everything to bring salvation to somebody very close to you. Let's talk to God. Jesus. Holy Spirit, just help us tonight. Hmm. Hmm. Oh Lord. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Hmm. Brethren, I just want you to say, Lord, I don't even understand myself, but you are the one that knows me better. Is there anyone that is outside there and they have left the food? Can you give me a shepherd, a shepherd heart this evening? The Jesus said that if you bring your offering to the altar and you remember that someone, eh, can you imagine that someone has heart against you? You are not even the one who, somebody just has a heart. He said, don't drop that offering in the offering box. Go back and settle with that person. That means that Jesus is not even talking about you offending people. He said that you have offended somebody and is having grudging, but you do not know. Suddenly you remember. He said, don't drop your offering. It's to that extent, brother. Can we say, Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, we thank you because we know you are doing the work that no one can ever do. We are praying tonight that you will speak to our heart. Is there anyone seated here who feel that any person wants to go to hell, let them go. It's not, your, it's not their business. Father, give such one an understanding heart. Help us to resemble you. That our life have to save so, our dead have to save so. And we are praying, oh God, as we are going home tonight, please Please, O oh Lord, reveal this matter to us. I don't have the language to explain it. Thank you. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. God bless you.